0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Two Friends Eat Podcast. This is Giuseppe. I'm going to be your host, and I got my co-host, Pete, here. And behind the scenes, we also have our friend, Johnny. We're going to be starting our podcast with what's been up to you with you since our last podcast. What have you been up to, Pete?
1: I've been going hard into Magic the Gathering, (laughs) spending too much money, and building 100-card decks. Wait, hold hold on, hold on. You were making decks as we were setting up.
0: And I figured it was just something you were doing for fun. You were actually spending money on the I wasn't decks. spending any money yet. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yet. It adds up. The last deck I spent nearly 150, 70. I'm not to judge. <laughs> I, I literally spent $100
0: on a personal pizza. We're going to talk about that. But 138
1: and how many for like decks? Well, it depends on the deck. Some, I mean, one card was like 20 bucks. Like a couple, a lot of them are like a dollar each type thing. Some of them are under a dollar. Are you preparing for like a tournament or something? No, I just want to be mean to my friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about anything non-game related? Like what have you personally been like up to? Do anything fun? You go visit someone? You have been I went to the
1: Hopkinton State Fair.
2: Oh, cool. What was my that parents like? With
1: last weekend. So that was a lot of fun. Watched horses pull a lot of weight. Yeah. Didn't realize they the, could pull so much. Oh yeah, those the
0: the horse pulls are amazing. They put these like giant like cinder blocks and I'm not talking about like these small like little cinder blocks with holes, they're like they're giant like construction blocks of like cement and granite and they drop them on like these flat wooden sleds. Yeah, they and had to pull have,
2: like
1: tw- I think it was 12 feet is yeah. all it had to go.
0: So And these horses are like Clydesdales, people think as big horses. These things were giant like German horses. Well, they have right? like
1: different weight class ones, so like, okay. I think I don't know which one we sat in on, but we did that, and then uh, I think th- at the end of the day, the funny one was watching, like, a, it was a dog competition where they run and jump off a platform and try to see how, like, long jump, basically, in the water. <laughs> so seeing a bunch of random dogs just, like, fly in different speeds and lengths was hilarious. Oh, that sounds fun. One of them jumped, like, 25 feet forward. <laughs> <laughs> but... No, it was it was a lot of fun there. I think the the biggest thing I was really excited for after like seeing all the farm animals was the fair food. Ah, what'd you have for the fair? I didn't have like a ton of stuff, but I went to this one place that had a I think it was like buffalo like meat. So they had like buffalo jerky and like buffalo uh, burgers. Burgers. Yeah. It was a lot smaller of a burger than I expected, but it was like really good. And then it just looks like a normal like hamburger in terms of size. The other, I went for a staple for one of my other things, got a blooming Onion for my family. Okay. So you, you, you kinda have to. Yeah, That like a sausage. So you're more of a savory guy for like, fair food. I feel like that's what it is. The greasier it is, the more fair it is. See, for me, I'm more
0: of like, I like the weird, strange kind of things that you can get there. Like, deep fried Twinkies. Deep-fried oh, Oreos. Counts, that, has the,
1: that still yeah. has the frying in it. But it's not
0: savory. It's sweet. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, savory, fair food is delicious. I'll go to a fair. I want my Italian sausage with the peppers and onions on a nice crunchy roll. Or I'll go and I'll get, like, uh, some people like getting fried dough. I'm not a fan of fried
1: dough. I think fried dough is definitely, like, a staple for people. But I feel like... You need to go venture out to the different fried food, like yeah. the Oreos and Twinkies you're talking about. Yeah, deep fried Twixes. The oh my God! You bite into
0: it; it's just crunchy with the fluff in the in the middle, and then you just stretch the caramel out, and the chocolate is just immensely just it it becomes one with the dough. It is unbelievable. If if you go,
1: if you I'm definitely more it. of a fan of getting like fried pickles over there. Oh yeah, fried they fry pickles them are great. just a little bit different. My mom was caught off guard because she was going to get a fried pickle and what they did with it is they literally took like the full pickle and just cut it into yeah. big it's sections the springs? of springs? And then, not springs, like cut into like the bigger, thicker pieces yeah. instead of like chips maybe what she was expecting. They Spears! It, Spears is what I'm thinking. And they put it right in there and like took care of it so she was like super caught off guard but it ended up being really good. Do you, are you a ranch person? Do
0: you like dipping them in like more of a dill type of Thing, or like a special sauce like a mcdonald's special sauce
1: well i guess most of the time since like everywhere always has just mostly just ranch yeah it's usually what's available i feel See, I if like... i can i'll get some maybe some spicier, but the i feel like the ranch completes it anything else i don't know that's been the most recent exciting things cool. i don't have to buy any of the food my parents did so let me spend <laughs> more money on magic cards <laughs> that's
0: how you were able to get those <laughs> might
1: be getting some more later today who knows
0: See, for me, <laughs> recently to get people caught up is, I ended up celebrating my grandmother's one hundredth birthday. I had family members come from Colombia, from Florida, from uh, Oregon, and we all came together to be with my grandmother and just be able to like you know spend some time with her. Uh, a friend of mine ended up you know, requesting that I let her know that it's you know, the first century is always the hardest. She got a kick out of that. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, just we took the time to spend together as a family. Uh, we, I took them out to try a few different places. Uh, we went to a ramen place in Andover. We went to like a Cajun-style seafood place in Salem. You know, I'm spending time here now recording with you, but I'm going to have them over the house later. One of the weird things that I found out, I learned about myself, is that my brother had my grandmother do a 23 Me, or I think it was actually... Uh, Ancestry.com, and we always figured we were, like, Colombian. There was some Native Americans, you know, South American blood in us, which we confirmed that we have. Uh, I think it's Incan, and whatever the uh, Andes Mountains indigenous people are. We have Spaniard in us. We have what we thought was German, because my grandmother's last name was Grafe. Turns out my grandmother's 47% Greek. Mm. All this time being half Sicilian, half Colombian, I'm like, I always figured, oh, there's probably a little bit of Greek in me from my dad's side who's Sicilian.
1: So that must be why you love gyros.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's Euros. It's Euros. They're not called gyros. The Euros.
1: Mingya. But yeah, no, I I have it,
0: I have it here where basically she's from the islands off of Greece. A little fisherman's town. Mm -hmm. And it's basically like if you've seen Mamma Mia, she's from there. So I can go and be like, "Hey, I'm I'm Greek," and I can reconnect and stuff. You're gonna just, sing the songs there too. I mean, I like myself some ABBA, but I'm not gonna be singing. If you're not, not playing
1: Dancing I'm Queen out there <laughs> at least once, even if it's by yourself. That's a disappointment. But yeah, I figured I learned. I'm I'm one like one hundred percent
0: have a majority slice of Greek in me somewhere in there. So I'm 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 now Greek. I have these like things that we're going to hang in the back of your place at some point. We got an Italian flag, with a Colombian flag, got an American flag, and now I feel like I have to get a Greek flag to represent It's insane, which is awesome. I've been doing a lot of donating of my plasma to help people save their lives and also as a way to kind of like, you know, pay for food. Johnny likes to tease me and say like, "Oh, so you know, you're you're selling a your pound of flesh for your food, huh?"
2: And I'm like, with you to the restaurant here for a meal with Do uh, you guys have uh, a Ivy ba- I brought my own. It's here. That might help me. Go down to this place and donate
1: it. It's- <laughs> well, if, that, if that if that cash inflow is good enough, I might need that for some magic cards. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> if you do,
0: I'll give you my re- my uh, referral code, and then that way we'll both get a little extra, and that's how I'm paying for the food. So, and going on to the food. With that money that I got the last week or two, I got us some Korean corn dogs.
1: Uh, I've been waiting for this.
0: Yes. So, last episode, I had you try the um, sfogliatella, right? The mm-hmm. pastry from Piro's. This time, because we're recording at Johnny's place, thanks again, Johnny, for lending us your location. Across the street in downtown Haverhill, you have Loaded. And Loaded is where we reviewed the Korean corn dogs. Now, these Korean con dogs, the nice thing about these guys is that you can get them half cheese, half meat. The fun part is you can have your friends get a nice long cheese pull so you can get, like, the longest pull from the cheese. And they come with different type of flavors. It's not just, you know, your basic Korean, which is a little bit of sugar, salt, uh, drizzled mustard, drizzled ketchup. They do gourmet, so they're bigger. They have more bombastic flavors and toppings. And we went with the Thai Taki, which is my favorite. It's a sweet and spicy sauce with a spicy mayo and crumbled up spicy fuego takis. So, go ahead. Dig in, Pete. All right.
1: Well, they go to chopstick. hmm <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, what do you think? How's it taste? So far, you're only
1: at the cheese. You haven't caught into the beef dog yet. That's really good. The sweet and the, like, slight spice is really kicking in real well. Mm. I'm going to take a little dipsies. In the bottom there, and respice it up. See, and this is something you would see like at a,
0: at the fair. Right, corn dogs. You got something savory. You dip it in dough, and you deep fry it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've taken Johnny there like three or four times now, and every time it's something different. There's a lot
1: more involved than the dessert. <laughs> from
0: last time. So, in this section of Pete's Eats, we had Korean corn dogs. You ended up trying it. You got the Thai Taki. It was half cheese, half beef. And is this your first time
1: having Korean corn dogs? It is. We've been talking about getting it for like a while here. Yeah. yeah. That every, everything those. just happened to fill it in the right spot. I know you mentioned that one was your favorite one, but I think it's also to note that that's the one that I eyed first on there. I'm picked out personally, mm-hmm. not just by recommendation. Exactly. Oh man, I might need a nap after that one. Too bad I'm the only one driving myself places. Otherwise, I'd take a nap. The <laughs> <right home. laughs>
0: mm. Mister, I've gone to a fair and I had a bunch of fair food. Just corn dogs at fairs.
1: like, how's it compare? I don't usually actually get any like doughy things at fairs a lot of the time. I definitely think in terms for... It's, like, crispy and not, like, not overly crispy, but it does a nice balance between being still doughy and fluffy and easy to chew while also being, like, crispy enough to, you know, give, like, a that nice... I don't know, that texture you expect of something that's fried.
0: Yeah.
1: And 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 that's, like, a tough balance, I feel like, some places, they're, like, either over-crisp, like, especially with fried dough. Yeah. It's, like, either... A thin layer of super crispy and then like a little bit of air or something else and then nothing or like a tiny bit of fluff or like just way too fluffy and not crispy at all.
0: Or even worse, it's underdone. Which can happen sometimes. If they're going too too fast, too many people, every time they throw in the dough, it drops the temperature. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you throw something in there, it's not gonna cook all the way through. And
1: thankfully I haven't run into that one, but I think that's just because we're oversaturated in the fried dough market. And like <laughs> <laughs> at least eight or at least seven or eight stands that all look aesthetically exactly the, the same. same. Yeah. Like you have the same things. So you're just a little bit different. Maybe this place has the bucket of fries while well, the other one has the dog bowl of fries now when
0: you were there did you happen to see if they had churros
1: I think one place did have churros but they weren't serving them the, the day I was there okay but it was also went on a Friday we went strategically on Friday instead of Saturday or Sunday as to avoid the major sides like yeah. large crowds yeah because which was better because we didn't really wait in line for anything and worry about just about anything at all okay. there was still a lot of people there too
0: well, and yeah, like Friday, that's what I did. Talk about feasts and stuff. You went to that. I actually went to the Feast of the Three Saints in Lawrence. It was a 100th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Imagine, that's two 100s I celebrated in like a month. Mm-hmm. Same weekend, too. Crazy. So, celebrated my grandmother's 100. I ended up going to the Feast of the Three Saints and had a bunch of their food there, which is kind of fair food. They had boosts and stuff. They got the Italian sausage. But they had other things, too, like arancinis, the fried rice balls. They've had, um, you know, they had the fried dough, and they also had the fried Oreos and stuff. So I still got to try some of that,
1: even though I didn't go to the Deerfield. It's still like a big, I feel, like fair food, a little bit of that still gets pulled out when it comes to uh, street events. Festivals and like street fairs, I would almost call it at that point. Sometimes they do it like nat Nash- like, very small scale when they do it, like, in mall parking lots, too, yes. at times. But, like, or they've done it in Nashville, I think, a couple times. Yeah. Or, like, when they do um, the Holiday Stroll. I've never been. The holiday Stroll sometimes, I think, has, like, a lot of stuff. Because now they have, with more and more food trucks getting more popular, it kind of almost brings more, I guess, like,
0: higher scale
1: fair food. What is the Holiday Stroll? I don't, I've never been. I don't know. It's usually just, like, where they open up a bunch of, like, the shops on these. They close down Main Street and there's, like, ice sculptures and things there will be like some like obviously there's restaurants already there so you can just go to any of those but sometimes they'll have like street vendors.
0: Okay, that's it's nothing cool. crazy
1: but. Well, something I want to do. I've got a, kids. It's a, it's a, I want to take my kids to something. Yeah, it's it's, it's nice because like I said, they close down Main yeah. Street so that like you can just walk around the entire all around it and okay. not have to worry about anything there. Well, sometimes really- there's performances. Like music performances, mm-hmm. whether that's inside certain place or not, I bet you they'll have like a more major one now that they opened up the. Uh, I don't remember the exact name of it, but where Alex Shoes used to be on Main Street, yeah, they changed that into like a performance center. So it's like a legitimate, legitimate stage, with like that's a lot cool. of seating, like a venue. Yeah, that's right. why I saw Recycled Percussion there back in May. So you can see that it holds a good amount of people. It's got a balcony and everything.
0: Oh, well, I gotta give that a try, and now that mm-hmm. I know, I'm gonna hopefully bring the kids. So I really appreciate that. But to bring you back with the churros, I feel bad that you didn't get to try a churro while you were there. But coincidentally, at the Corn dog place, they also have churros. We ordered a peanut butter and jelly churro. When we ordered these to do the review, it was easily the best out of the three. They had an Oreo one. They had a fluff, the, a fluff one. But the peanut butter jelly, what they do is they have obviously you can see it has a cream on top.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They also put the jelly on it, and they break up nutty. Are these Nutty Buddies? Nutter butters. Are they no Nutter butters? I think are the bla the the chocolate ones. No, no, no Nutter
1: butters are the regular ones. So these are
0: Nutty Buddies. Nutter butters. Nutter. So Nutter butters. Okay, so Nutty Buddies are the There's... chocolate wafers. Okay. I, I don't know about anybody. I love the chocolate ones that are like big, giant wafer cookies with the peanut butter. But these are great too. And these aren't just
1: regular churros. Oh, it was already cut. Oh. They're God. already cut and they're filled with Bavarian cream. So, say I'm pretty full from the corn dog there. So, I don't you know, know that if i feeling If you're feel like
2: going through the mall and you just eaten Thanksgiving dinner, but you. you always have room for Chinese food, Yeah.
1: don't worry. Take a bite and you'll have room. <laughs> no. Over. Go need a napkin. These are phenomenal. It's all good. I like how they basically get this napkin, but it's like worse than a, like a one-ply tissue. It's also that It's got the
0: powdered sugar cinnamon on the outside. It's got that crunchy exterior.
1: And you can see the Bavarian cream right in the middle. And it's got a nutter butter on the outside. <laughs> you sure it's not nutty, buddy? 100%. Okay. All right. And then you got your, your uh, character's virtual head smashed in too many times of it's affecting your uh, cognitive abilities to remember snacks correctly
0: well actually now I'm curious to know I want to hear what the fans think that's probably why you why you call them gyros when they're gyros look <laughs> you're talking to someone who is greek confirmed it's Yidos. <coughs> recently found out <laughs> we didn't even know that <laughs> You I always know that, suspected. You know I always, it I always suspected I was because of my dad's Sicilian side. Again, irony. It happened to be the Colombian side. That's mostly Greek. <laughs> but this is so good.
1: So good. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely feel the the corn dog disappearing from my stomach. And...
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> one more piece. It's yours. You Got to finish
1: it. I, will, I gotta chew this one. Okay. My mom always makes fun of me, or not makes fun of me, but tells me I chew too fast or swallow too quick, so. (laughs) Chew, damn it. I'm trying. I want to get the rest of it. See
0: but You got 800 members, by the way, in the fan group. But the thing I really want to celebrate, which I didn't get the chance to bring up, I'll bring it up now. We hit 2,000 followers on the Facebook page. 2K. That happened real quick. Yeah. It blew up. It was great, you know. And we have over a hundred downloads of the first podcast episode, all over the United States, and we even got some people in Europe listening in. So Europe, represent! Thanks. Also, some some people from New Zealand. Thanks, New Zealand. <laughs> shout out to all of you. Thank you for listening. It
2: wasn't the, two, the thousand one just
0: uh, the bakery? Oh, that's right. And shout out to yeah. Shout out! Shout out to Fantini Bakery. Who? Thank you, Johnny. Uh, who was our two thousandth follow. So very much appreciate local businesses, you know, you know, giving us their support. And we we really appreciate all of you do for the community. So thank you. But yeah. Question for the friends, question for the listeners, between Nutty Buddy or Nutty Nutty Buddy or Nutter, Nutter Butter. Which is your favorite? What is
1: the better peanut butter based? Well, I sure never have snack. been under Nutty Buddy. And you're just Mandela affecting <laughs> yourself. Or it's literally just the—that's uh, the, the name of the Great Value Walmart brand, or the one you find at like the Dollar Store.
0: No, stop gaslighting me, all right? I it's not gaslighting. It's probably what happened.
1: You found your Nutty Buddy in there, and it's never left. But it's never been there to begin with.
0: So right now, we're going to be starting our next section which is going to be local food and restaurant news. One of the things that we talked about previously in the last episode was a Greek restaurant opening up in Manchester, New Hampshire. There was a little bit of controversy with the person involved, uh, but so far it seems that everything's going on well without a hitch. The name of the restaurant, the Greek restaurant, is called Fotia Greek Taverna. Probably mispronouncing it, forgive me. I mean, you're going to have to <laughs> learn Greek now. So. Exactly. And... A lot of people who has gone there, they've opened and have been saying it's a good place to eat. So I'm willing to swing by at some point, give it a shout out, give it a try. If you're down, maybe you can make the trip. You know, Johnny can My come along is not and report it. Me,
1: so. so
0: I'm curious to see how good this Greek food is. Next thing we have for the news is Borelli's. We also mentioned last episode. How Borelli's recently got ownership, their ownership changed, and we have the Tomacchio family. Once they ended up getting the place, they're repainting the inside, giving it a bit of a facelift. They're still offering the same delicious food, delicious meals, prices haven't gone skyrocketed up or anything like that. They're trying to keep it as OG as possible. And they extended their hours. One of the things that a lot of people are complaining is that they closed too early. They closed between 4 and 5. You get out of work at 4 or 5, how are you going to be able to go over there and get yourself some like a delicious Italian soup, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you want to get yourself some like imported cold cuts or some meats or cheeses, right? So now they're open 9 to 7, Tuesday through Friday, and they're going to be open 8 to 6 on Saturdays. So if you're somebody who's from the Merrimack Valley area, you like to go to Borelli's, and you want to get yourself some Italian food or you know, Italian delis and, or stock up in the fridge with some of their pre-made meals, make sure to hit them up on your way home now that they'll be <laughs> open later. All right, another thing that we have, some sad news, actually. The Joseph's Trattoria at Haverhill. Are you familiar with Joseph's Trattoria, Peter? No. Well, Joseph's Trattoria is one of the oldest Italian restaurants that I remember. My dad used to go there a lot. He used to have an Italian radio show, too, and he'd advertise for them a lot. And so they have always had a pretty good relationship. And unfortunately, during the last flash flood and all these thunderstorms we've been getting... They had a terrible flood. They've got about three and a half feet of water that just invaded their building and completely destroyed it. They're not in a flood zone. They had no flood coverage or insurance. So as it turns out, they have to shut down that location. And right now things are kind of up in the air. Fortunately, the local Haver community has come together and you have places like Stax that's been donating 25% of their beer sales directly to the Joseph's Trattoria restaurant. That's a
1: good strategy, the beer sales. There'll be plenty of those. Oh,
0: absolutely. Uh, You also have other places like G's that's down the street right here from where we're recording, who Tuesday, from Tuesday, August 15th, all the way to Sunday, August 20th, they gave a portion of all of their sales straight to Joseph's. So... It's things like this that's a feel-good story something bad happens the community comes together these other restaurants they don't see each other as competition and there's no bad animosity they're there to help each other they're there to take care of each other and you know the food industry when it comes to food reviewers and stuff like that you know i always like the fact that we're kind of like you know collaborators where we're friends where people who are always open to want to like do things together and it's not really a competition about who's doing better than who It's more of like, you know, how can we lift each other up? But I do want to just quickly say that what they're going to end up doing is, in the meantime, they are going to be opening up a second location right down the street as well. So you remember the stories I talked about last time about Kruger's and Olivia's, how they sold the gift cards and then the owners bounced? Mm -hmm. So that old building where they used to be, that's going to be a new location, a second location for Joseph's. So I'm excited to check them out in that new location, have someone... Uh, take up that old Kruger's Olivia spot and mm-hmm. do something with it, you know One last thing Up in Manchester, Al Basha, they're down the street from my house I like their their falafel sandwiches and, mm-hmm. and, and their wraps and they're gonna be moving to another place down the street on South Willow Street right next to the DMB. So if you're somebody who likes, you know, Middle Eastern food and you're a fan of the restaurant Al Basha, if you're not familiar, you can go to the new place by the DMV on three seventy nine South Willow
1: Street. Might even help you uh, wait inside the DMV for the six hours. you will probably be in there.
0: <laughs> get yourself a, a falafel while you're waiting. Or what is it that Robert Downey Jr. Uh, asked Yeah, get a shawarma while uh, you wait in <laughs> line. I feel like when it comes to <laughs> Middle Eastern
1: food, it gets really slept on in a lot for availability. Yeah. There was a place that down in Lowell, there's a food truck near UMass Lowell, there North. The campus. Egyptian there, truck. Yeah. Uh,
0: Dude, I drove by that the other day. And if I didn't, didn't have the, stop? Tw- I had the two year old with me. If I didn't have Angelina, I would have definitely pulled it's over. It's just a truck. She was sleeping. I'm not gonna leave her sitting in the car in hundred degree right. weather. Right.
1: I- anyway, that place has <laughs> mm, delicious falafel. I think I, I believe I've had lamb from there before. I don't know. I'm blanking on it, but it was a campus staple. Yeah, yeah. I, used campus go, staples, I used to go. I used to go to U Lowell. I went to U Lowell. Yeah, and and you wouldn't even stop at the truck. Okay. You can All just right. go get yourself a gyro instead.
0: Listen, they're on the list of places to visit. If that's one of the reviews that you personally want to invite me to for us to do, I
1: am down. It's pretty it's, it's it was only like 12 minutes I think from my parents' house. Yeah. The only like annoyance is like trying to park at time.
0: Now, you did mention that there was some there wasn't any big national news you want to talk about. There was specifically well, one thing though that made national news.
1: Oh, we want to talk about that first.
0: Well, it's up to you, you
1: pick. I guess mine's a little less heated in the sense of it. All Mine right, so go we'll we'll start
0: with the with the uh, less heated one.
1: Well, we're still mourning the uh shortage of sriracha with the green bottle tops. Yeah. So that one's that one's still We're still right feeling here. it. I've I honestly I think I've just unconsciously not bought sriracha since then just because none of the rest is the same. <laughs> and I almost refuse to have anything else. But there's the one thing that like has been getting pretty big, and I've I've tossed it around to a couple of friends and talked to other people who have been interested in trying this. Is like the land of brand name hard drinks, like alcoholic drinks, whether it's like seltzers or like hard sodas. Are you talking about like Trulys, like your White Claws? Yeah, but like then the, you get like the brand names coming in. So like for example, the biggest one a while back was uh, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew was doing they, hard, they hard have, sodas. They have a whole pack of hard Mountain Dews. You can only get them. You can go get them, but we had have to go all the way down to Connecticut to the closest place that has it. It's only mean, about ninety yeah. minutes. They have. They actually have two types now.
2: Illinois too. I almost grabbed some on the way back from Illinois.
1: They're good. They're actually really good. I don't like soda though. I'm not well, a soda drinker. That's your own problem. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a different
2: story. Like uh, that's one of those again event drinks. Like as a mixer, like you're already drinking.
1: Like, yeah, I'm going yes. I'm probably
2: also gonna walk out the door and smoke a cigarette right after that. Do I still smoke? No. <laughs> Did I go out for a night, have a drink, drink some soda, and smoke a cigarette? But okay. the thing is, like, when
1: it comes to those brand drinks, or like, like when you go to certain flavors from like Truly's and different things, sometimes the flavors don't properly translate or just taste like TV static. Yeah, I mean, or but that's mostly s- the hard seltzers that kind of taste like TV static. Or like when your leg goes numb. Yeah. yeah, but the so Mountain Dew was the start of it. They had the hard Mountain Dew. Which had regular, they had their version of the Code Red in there. They had... I I'd, I th- I'd, I'd mess with the Code They red. had a Baha like last one. And then they had, I think the last one... It might have just been those three. Or there might have been one more. I can't remember the last one. So if I can't remember that one, it wasn't memorable enough. Do you know if do you know if there's a Moxie heart soda? Uh we're we're gonna ignore that one for now. <laughs> Listen, man, it's not, I'm, good I'm enough to, head... it's not good enough to have it to be its own soda right now. We're gonna leave that be. Look, I am a fan of Moxie. It is it is
0: uh I'm not a soda person.
1: There's no need to defend the medicine.
0: <laughs> Look, I am not a soda person. Everything's too sweet. Moxie and Dr. Pepper are mm-hmm. the only ones who I feel aren't like overtly sweet and even like then it's I like i think that's just one the s- one section of your palate that's just broken <laughs> if you, want to, if you want to just accept that first at our job there's a play there was the, our vending machines i ended up bumping into the the gentleman who stocks them, the owner and i said hey listen is there any chance you could kind of hook us up and he's like hook you up with what And I'm like mm. moxie it's like what's that's not that? hooking us up that's <laughs> that's literally poison but mass. but this is the thing though I asked him if he could bring us like just a few cans can you get us some cans just there's about six maybe eight of us he
1: started off nice with it only doing like two rows of these cans yeah
0: and they were a dollar each which
1: was a good price and then he decided to poison it with like seven rows total of this <laughs> absolute dog water drink.
0: And it wasn't just cans. They were like the big bottles, the 12-ounce st- bottles. I'm
1: still in my Front boycott. to back. This man has no business to sense. Seven eight rows of mozzie. This man oh has no God. business sense. He never puts <laughs> the same things in there twice, pretty much. And he never stocks it with anything worthwhile. I... I... <laughs> I've literally boycotted him. I haven't bought a single thing since this, since the incident.
0: It, it was so excessive. You don't need eight rows of Moxie front to back. Nothing. You don't else even. Was you don't even need back. a single
1: row. No, what, 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 was, he,
2: was he new from the south? <laughs> no, he because wasn't. If he was like from like Louisiana or something like that, then absolutely, I understand. That no, he's what he's, he's,
1: he's from the area, and he's been in this. He's in our well, job. Not, he's he's had our. Uh, Uh, Been our vending machine person before, I guess, but they the manager told me to go tell him, and I was gonna tell him anyway. (laughs) And I was like, "There, that's too much." And he's like, "People are buying." I was like, "No, you don't understand. You're looking at it in the wrong way. Your your business sense is poor. I can undercut you like a high schooler selling Mountain Dew out of their backpack and still make more money than you at this point, which I've contemplated, it. but I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do it." But
0: at least he reeled it back. One row of bottles, two rows of cans, and they're selling really much. well.
1: But he didn't even fill them all the way. That's the <laughs> other thing. He's like filling them halfway. So you could literally put this all in one row. All right. But besides the trash drink that, for some reason, you enjoy. Not just me. There's 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 at least a dozen of us in that store. There's not a dozen. There's at there's least like a do- five. There's, there's at least least like minimum five eight. people. Eight. There's five people. There are five other people in that store, and they are all Dude, of poor look, opinions. We're,
0: we're the silent minority, all right. There's enough people there who do like it.
1: There's too. There's too many. One is already too many. <laughs> yeah,
2: you don't see the Illuminati either.
1: They're... they're there. So to go back to the better drinks we're talking about, which is anything Mountain Dew, they also have like a whole pack of Baja Blast ones that are new. Like, you, know, ha, Blast, Blast. You, you know Baja
0: Blast. You know Baja Blast. It's just blue Gatorade and I know Mountain what it mixed is mixed together. Which right, it's good.
1: But they also so have fun like, fact,
0: food hack, drink if you want to make your own Baja Blast and you don't live near Taco
1: Bell. You don't need to live near Taco Bell. You can buy it anywhere you want now. Really? You've been able to get it at Walmart gas stations for years. Since when? Since, since always. Well, since
2: they slapped a label on it that said brought to you by Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> and then they put it on shelves, do you
1: know how many man. flavours of Baja Blast there are now? I don't drink soda.
0: Soda's that's bad. That, the reason look, people come to me and they're like, Giuseppe, how can you eat so You're much? Drinking food? Moxie. We're, look, we're
1: gonna we're gonna right, discount right. this. And that's and that's
0: now and then. But people come to me and say, Giuseppe, why do you eat, how can you eat so much food and not gain weight? Like you eat so much food. Like literally I was 220 pounds, I lost thirty pounds. And it's mostly because I was sedentary thanks to COVID, but I don't gain weight when I eat so much food because I don't drink soda. I don't mm. drink soda. I don't drink. I don't drink beer, barely ever. I don't drink alcohol unless it's like a special me. thing. I just it's soda, soda, and specifically ice cream. Literal animal lard with sugar is so why is what free. raises you. We're you're still so anyway. You're eating animal y- lard. That's fine. Sweetened frozen animal lard. That's what ice cream is.
1: So it gets like, down to the point with it. After you've cooled down, there <laughs> we have. There's plenty of Mountain Dew flavors. Yes, Baja Blast is in stores. You're welcome to now be privy to this information. I'll just keep buying them. There's also like four or five <laughs> other flavors of Baja Blast. Mm. I can not even remember the names of them. But to bring back to off of the circle of the falling into the pit of hell of Moxie. <laughs> they, the thing that I did get and have been tra- talking with friends about is the new Dunkin's. Hard, like they have a pack of four different flavors two hard teas and two of their refreshers. They have a uh, slightly sweetened, a half and half, I think it was, and stro- strawberry dragon fruit refresher and mango pineapple refresher. And of course, I had to try them all. And that night, I went after work and in bought, one like, sitting. Not, well, there's only like four <laughs> drinks in, in the end. That's, to me, that's insane. That's so much su- sugar. Well, I, if you're not looking at it, is it really there? So I brought them home from work, and I tried like each flavor first before like I had too many of them. Spoiler alert: I did have ten out of the twelve in there. Did that you go night. into a diabetic coma right after? No, but the next day was not fun. Um, that you could remember. Well, I wasn't. I I can't remember now if I was like extremely hungover the next day at work or not. It was. I don't think that was the day. I tried them all, like. I've had, like, Twisted Tea, I think, is, has, has their hard tea down pat. Like, you drink that, you're done. They're, that's sneaking up on you. Because it doesn't, it just tastes, like, pretty much like a sweet tea. Yeah. The Dunkin's ones, though, like, they they had their taste for it, but they, like, they still had the bitterness of, like, alcohol on it. So, like, yeah. they weren't, even though they were all sweet, they still had that, like, aftertaste that really wasn't that good. Yeah. And I was definitely disappointed. They're supposed to do ha- some more hard coffees. I'd, I'd If you have had any of like, uh, the Harpoon Brewery branded, like uh, any of their drinks, they had like a coffee stout before that was a Duncan's one. That one's pretty yeah. good. It just didn't sell well enough. But they're going to be doing another pack of just hard coffees, yeah. which I think that'll end up being better. But the teas are definitely super not good.
0: I can actually tell you a fun story about a coffee stout. When I was with one of my first mm-hmm. bands... We ended up playing a show up in Manchester called Millie's Tavern. Mm -hmm. You familiar with Millie's?
1: Sounds familiar. They had a battle of the
0: bands, right? And it was punk bands and rock bands Mm -hmm. or whatever. And after we had done our set, we sat at the bar and they had a coffee stout that they brewed. Now, most people here know what uh, an Irish car bomb is, right? Which If you go to Ireland, keep going. Don't call it that. It's called a (laughs) Dubliner. All right, so it's going to go with the, from this point forward, we're going to be calling it a Dubliner. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to, so you have a Dubliner, which is what, uh, Guinness with a shot glass, half Jameson's, half Bailey's, You drop it and you have to chug it before it curdles, right? Mm-hmm. If you do it fast enough and you just unhinge your jaw, open your gullet and just pour it down, it tastes like chocolate milk. It's not bad. It's good. I wanted to do an Italian spin on it, so I ended up saying, hey. Can you give me a, a glass of a, a mug of, of the coffee stout that you got? Sure. And also, can you give me a shot that's half amaretto and a half Bailey's cream? And they're like, why? Like, I want to make an Italian version of a Dubliner. And they're like, okay, cool. So me and my other three friends from the band ended up getting these drinks. We all p- dropped the shot glass, ch- chugged it, and it was delicious. It tasted like an almond coffee espresso beer. And so guy, the, the bartender said, i got to try this. He tried it and it was, this was delicious. Oh man, you got to name it. What are you going to name it? Like, Sleeping With The Fishes. So the shot glass, you drop it in. It's like someone getting the cement shoes and falling in the river. So calling it Sleeping With The Fishes was perfect. And if I know now that there's a coffee beer by who? Harpoon? A coffee style? Well, it,
1: it's... there's. I mean, you can definitely find one, but the Dunkin' Donuts brand ones are going to be on their way. All right, then let's give it a try. Are you willing to uh, go sleeping with the fishes with me? I probably want to end up sleeping because the coffee will probably keep me up, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll... Uh, mm. I
2: mean, but then I'll also I don't think it like actually has any so caffeine in it, but... Be
1: well because I don't think they want to have another Four, four loco issue oh, on there for that's a story for another time
0: yes what so you also said that there was more of a like intense story what other national story do you have so what exactly happened what do you know so far about this stuff? I literally
1: just went on I think like Facebook or like social media somewhere and just saw the picture of uh, barstool gone. what what's the name of the thing barstool reviews barstool,
2: barstool sports. Barstool, Barstool Sports. Sports
1: is the main thing. Uh, they've
2: been around for a long
1: time. Yeah. they got some funny content. I do enjoy yeah. watching some of this stuff. Yeah. Dave Portnoy. Portnoy. For, sure. for the name. That's why you get uh, you have to order a gyro. A, did you see the
0: video? A gyro I, right. s- I, saw, I saw the interaction. Yes, I did. And the follow-up. So, essentially he went, he did his, his one bite review for the pizza, walked out, took a bite in front of the place, right? Mm-hmm. And then the owner comes out and starts berating him, calling him like a terrible person, and how you know he's like hurting small businesses, and 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 then
1: what happened?
2: Yeah, because it's like it's like three major parts. Like he talks about it a little bit, and then then the guy comes out, talks some.
1: Then well, he's, you know he said it the best. Called that man a clown. He come out and act like a clown. <laughs>
0: Is proving the he, guy you proved out. Yeah, he he effed around and found out. Well that's it's gonna insane. take his
1: business down for sure.
0: Well because that's the crazy thing. Apparently he's getting a ton of new business that he wasn't getting before because of people who either A doesn't like Dave or B is trying to taste it for themselves so they can give a valid argument.
2: Which I think is like that good any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, he, it, obviously it's, it's got a niche and people like him. Even that first one was like, I love this
1: place.
0: Yeah, they were like, like, what are you
2: talking about? I do like how they kept so going around, going, "You want to try one. this slice, then?" Let <laughs> your work speak for itself. Yeah. this guy didn't like it, but if you have a good customer base already, then all it starts to do is bring people. Well, I mean, just only... waiting
1: for that man's apology video, and i sure it's uh, a little more. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you want
0: an
2: apology video? because he has that sign up on the
0: wall yeah uh, <laughs> he has the sign up yeah he put a oh, sign it's yeah. saying like yes we're still open no we're not answering questions or something like that o- orders only no questions yes. we're not talking about it
1: <laughs> he uh and even had to put it on one of their signature paper plates <laughs> on the paper
0: we are not talking about it orders i wonder only.
1: <laughs> i wonder if uh those plates they use if the how greasy that pizza is because then if it's like on top of how floppy those slices hey, dude, looked. Dude, but he's like, what? Look, at
2: the, look at the plate he ordered. You know that's a thin-ass plate, which means he's a man who cares about paper cones. Yeah.
1: I'm not, I, don't, I don't know if I'd go there now. I don't trust pizza from a librarian. <laughs> See, I think I've driven by this
0: place plenty of times, too, when I Ubered. So okay. I've seen it before, and I was always curious. I'm like... Is this like, like I, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. I'll tell
1: you what, what I did get out of that video is I need to go to that clothing place across the street and get some heat like he had on.
0: Dude, you <laughs> have
1: the confidence to pull that off. Me, I'd wear that, and I don't know. I don't know. As long as you didn't get it know. to be uh, six sizes too small, you'll be fine. <laughs> well, all right. So let's.
2: Your whole line, uh, shirt episode. <laughs> so here, So
0: here's the root of the question that I want to know, the root of the topic. How would you react to an owner acting that like way? Like, like again, it's it's. it's, it's, it's,
1: it's I mean, how? it depends on your Why? branding, like, because the way I guess the way that Dave Portnoy kind of like talks and does this thing, like his response was pretty much that was on on point. I mean, if they're gonna come at you like the, he, a he more Boston argument than never have been in my life. Because, like, I mean, if, if for Barstool sports, like, like stuff they do, swearing and doing that type of stuff isn't really against their look. Like, that's where the hilarity is going to start pulling out from it. So it's like it's just... It's just part of the thing. It's like, they're doing do, that, and do, your, do, that's do, not your thing... Do, do, you, do
0: you think it was staged? Do you think he did it for publicity? I don't... I don't, I don't really think
1: so, because, like, he doesn't need the publicity. No, the pizza guy! It
2: sounds like they don't need the publicity, so it might have been very genuine.
1: Because the thing is... Like, the, I he feel,
2: has a firm customer base, it seems. And... Yeah, I,
1: like, I think when it comes to... Uh, like, his videos for that, like, just him going to a place is enough starter publicity for people to want to go, like, hey, I watch him all the time, I'm going to go to that place. Like, I don't think you really need to do more of that. Like, you go out there and you just... It's a big metro, so... Yeah, just knowing that, like, that area itself has just, like, a dense enough amount of people that it's going to get the business, like, that I think it's, that will increase, like, I I don't know, it's going to increase its business on its own just for being featured on it. Like, what you're talking about, like, regardless... So you think, no, honest...
0: regardless of how it went, you think it's gonna help, not hurt. I think,
1: yeah, I think he, I think that guy came out just not understanding, like, having the wrong opinion, or being on the so wrong you, side So you're
0: on the firm stance that the owner was 100% on the wrong here. Yeah,
1: because, like, he come out there, and he had the viewpoint that he's not helping people, but the biggest, the big point that I took away from it, or in detail, was... That you could tell he was just truly angry and not actually coming out with any factual evidence. No. Was that he didn't, when he asked him to name things, the owner couldn't name any specific points. And was all just about coming out and like to blow the steam out. And then it was hilarious. I mean, like, so maybe out. he,
0: you know, like, I would expect someone reacting that way towards us if we did a review and it was a poor review. I actually had it, someone who came at me on Facebook for one of the reviews that I did. It was a border brewery in Salem, New Hampshire. Mm. Uh, just watch the video, just get an idea. You can read the comments. The argument between me and the owner is still there. Yo, long story short, what was advertised wasn't what I was given, the, the food was subpar and the presentation of the place was not appetizing sorry it wasn't and i was honest and again at the end of the day gave him an okay rating and came at me on the on the facebook page and on the different places and yeah you no know, it is what it is you know he's still around obviously i didn't shut down his place but you know an opinion's an opinion and that's what i was served the day of and i honestly would never go back that's fair we're gonna move on we're going to go to the next section. You ready to go to the next section? Yeah. All right. Next section is our recap of the previous month's reviews. Now, we only got a couple of reviews, three reviews, nothing too long. So the first one we're going to talk about is we actually, Johnny, myself, and my friend Danny went to Sweet Cheeks in Boston. Uh, we were going down there to see the band Thrice. Have you heard of Thrice? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was to f- them last week. Dude, they're one of my favorite bands. You listen to them too?
1: uh not a lot of my own but we were listening to them in the car after a hike oh, they're so good what album like alchemy in it the I alchemy think? index oh that one was so good one of those yeah
0: so the alchemy index the thing i love about it is like you got the four elements and each element i a think we were listening to rock. just just fire fire's the best one. Oh, that's my favorite one but yes great band awesome music Definitely recommend you listen to them. But we went to see the show. We were hungry. We wanted to get something to eat. And then he suggested we go check out a place called Sweet Cheeks, uh, Sweet Cheeks Q. Have you ever seen uh, Chopped? No. So Maybe there's once. A, there's a, okay. One of the judges, uh, Tiffany, mm-hmm. and she's one of like these major celebrity chefs in Boston. And she mm-hmm. owns a bunch of different restaurants with Sweet Cheeks Q as her barbecue place. It's right by uh, Fenway Park. We went to see them at the House of Blues. Uh it was it was a good show. I was excited. But the food itself, we ended up getting a bunch of different things. Johnny came with us as a camera guy, and Danny ended up getting some food. So we started with the appetizer, which was their famous biscuit. The famous biscuit was this huge like tar, tan, a tin, and it was filled with a bunch of biscuits about the size of like softballs. Mm-hmm. They were nice and like, you know. Firm on the outside, but super soft and moist and fluffy on the inside. They it's give a you a common theme from earlier. <laughs> we put some butter on it. We ended up putting some jam. And if you put it together into a sandwich... You didn't have any nutty needed, buddies on it? Dude, like... Just butter? It was... It, look, it was delicious. <laughs> nutty buddy? Nutter... It was delicious. It was delicious. Easily one of the best things they had. I'd go back just for those biscuits. If you're ever there, you gotta give it a try. Now, Danny and Johnny went with the pulled pork sandwiches. There was one of them that was called the Big Poppy named after, you know, Ortiz, you know. And it was sliced brisket with barbecue chopped brisket, smoked jalapeno, cream cheese, pickles, crispy onions, and a pickled jalapeno served on a griddled bulky roll. It was very, very good. I got to take a bite out of it, and it was phenomenal. Uh, I instead went with, like, the Big Cheeks tray, which was two meats, Uh, Either pulled pork, pulled chicken, chopped brisket, sliced brisket, pork ribs, pork belly, or burnt ends. And I went with the pork belly and burnt ends. It also came with two scoops of, like, some sides. Had the barbecue ranch beans. Now, I thought it was, like, barbecue ranch dressing mixed in beans.
1: Oh, that's what I was thinking when you said that. No,
0: it's just barbecue ranch, as in you're, like, out in the country in, like, Texas, a ranch where, like, there's cows and horses. Beans.
1: So oh, I was like so there's no actual ranch in there at all. Cool. That, that's like the one time when I went we went down to a restaurant somewhere I forget where we were with my family, but my brother ordered like a bison burger or a buffalo We ordered a buffalo burger, uh, or something buffalo and expected like buffalo. Buffalo dressing, sauce, but it's it like Buffalo so, meat. Exactly. It, it and still I'm like, good, all right,
0: but... I'm taking the L. I misunderstood. That was on me, but yeah, a buffalo burger. And it was a buffalo. That's like sauce a happy burger. surprise
1: for that one to be honest. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It's just I expected more. Now, don't get me wrong. The beans were good, but it wasn't what I was expecting.
1: It's because they weren't beanie weenies. What Everyone, are beanie weenies? It's beans with hot dogs. That's Franken beans. No, it's beanie weenies. No, it's I know it as Franken beans. Well, that's too bad because the world knows it as beanie weenies. Just Weezer, like how, that's Weezer you, dude, Weezer wrote a song about it. It's called he, It's called Franken beans. Yeah. See, the problem you have right now is the like Moxie. And If you say I like Weezer, you're going to have a lot of haters no, you know, there's, coming there's, at you. There's no issue with Weezer. Okay. The issue who, 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 who. All right, well, <laughs> you can get cans of beanie weenies, but you can't get cans of franken beans. All right, so continue <laughs> after your, another thing you've been hit for a strike with. Oh, God.
0: Uh, we also had the, the, the church potato salad. Mm-hmm. It was good potato salad. It was just mayo-y, a little bit mustardy. It was salt, cold, served cold, which went well with like the spiciness.
1: Is it, is it usually served cold? Yeah, potato salad is cold. Potato salad.
0: There is hot potato salad.
1: I don't trust that. You never yeah. had hot potato salad. I don't trust it. I'm gonna make that's you just hot mashed potato salad. salad. No, that's just mashed potatoes. No,
0: I, it's. I'm making you hot it's potato not salad. Mashed
1: potatoes. Yeah, it's just. It's not mashed. It's, it's mashed potatoes. sliced up, baked. <laughs> Slicely uh, on the way to be mashed potatoes.
0: Not to go off a rant, but I do need to say, like, what's the deal with KFC and their fries? I went to KFC and they had French fries.
1: Your first mistake when was going they, to KFC. When did they
0: switch from the wedges to fries? I don't know. There's
1: I don't go to KFC. Wedges.
0: They don't have wedges, period. They only offer fries. Yeah, that's blasphemy.
1: Dude, they went from having uh, the goat of potato. in their
2: last hair. No. why she I
1: mean, you can go in there and get like a gallon or half gallon of whatever drink they have. So, pro tip, you can actually get them to give you a big like half gallon or gallon bag of Baja Blast.
0: But why did they get rid of the wedges? Answer me that question. They had the goat of fries. Like you would go, who had the best fries? Oh, McDonald's has the fries. Wendy's has the best. But there's always that argument. But someone brings up, uh
1: uh-uh. KFC wedges I mean, I've never boom, heard instantly
0: it. number one on everyone's list. And now they went from having we the sure goat.
1: A, what? I've never had KFC fries. Back with the wedges are now. You never had their wedges? No. How long ago? How long ago did they get
0: rid of the wedges? When the f did they
1: lose the wedges? I don't know. I feel like you don't go to KFC for fries. You go for like get the
0: But they had the best fries. Oh, right the they had the best fries. The realize. best. The best <laughs> fries. They were wedges, they were like nice and like 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 just had this you know, crust outside of it with peppers. Amazing. They were, were made
1: flaky.
0: Yeah, why did they get rid of why? Because you're
1: like the only thing. No! <laughs> they were tell. number
0: one on everyone's list. They couldn't they be on everyone's list. They weren't
1: even they weren't even in my list at all. Look, because you lost. They didn't exist. No. Alright, go back to your barbecue place. They've probably got better food than KFC for sure. That's why they had to put KFC next Look. to a Taco Bell for it to do well. The only reason I'm not
0: making a big enough deal about this or I'm complaining is, deal. yeah, big enough deal is because <laughs> Wendy's breakfast meals, they, re, re, they they serve something that's exactly like the old KFC wedges and they just call it their breakfast fries. So if people out there miss the KFC wedges... all. Two and a half of you. This isn't a moxie situation. I'm telling you. Two and a half of you. People loved those KFC wedges.
1: Just watch it. have always been Wendy's. Go go
0: to Wendy's in the morning where they serve breakfast and get those wedges. The home fries. The breakfast fries. And you
1: will have your wedges Watch that have actually been the Taco Bell side. (laughs) You thought it was KFC the whole time. No. It was always KFC.
0: I am (laughs) not having a Mandela effect here. All right. It isn't. They had it. All right. Moving on. So, I had it. I got it with a pork belly. I got it with the the burnt ends, and I wasn't a fan. Like the the pork belly was was very greasy. It was chewy. It was And and the thing with the burnt ends, I expected it to be a little bit more crunchy or I don't know, but it was almost like gummy,
1: tough, and I didn't like that. We had burnt ends like before? I haven't, but I don't, I, don't I don't think they're supposed to be entirely crispy. I'll yeah, well, up, and again,
0: it's, it's, I'm going to take the blame for this because I thought ranch barbecue was ranch barbecue with ranch like, dressing. It looks like the moxies really affecting
1: your brain. <laughs>
0: but it's just, look, I expected something and got something else. I'm not saying it's bad, but I didn't enjoy it. It tasted good. Their hot sauces, they had four different hot sauces. A uh, jalapeno, cilantro, a Texas-style barbecue, a South Carolina cider vinegar, and a mm. pineapple habanero. And out of all of them, the jalapeno, cilantro was the one I kept going back to. What about that pineapple ha- habanero? That's it was very good. good and it was spicy, but I, 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 the, I just, I liked jalapeno, cilantro. That's that's Colombian the I mean, cilantro.
1: That's a that's a fair
0: combo. That. But I go with it, that. Just works. The pineapple hot habanero was probably my second favorite, very very close. But as a meal as a whole, I I, I preferred the sandwich. I kind of wish I got the same thing Danny and Johnny had.
1: I think I probably would have been satisfied with what
0: you got, oh, yeah, but I would have yeah. swapped some stuff. You out. got the pulled pork sandwich, like Danny, the big poppy. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, the cream cheese jalapeno was so good. But the the real thing that made this all come together as amazing as the biscuit was and as good as the meat was for the most part and the sandwiches especially what really took the cake was their banana pudding it is like a deconstructed banana cream pie that they put in a mason jar and it's banana cream with bits of banana what seems like broken up pieces of pound cake mixed into it and then whipped cream on top I could have had like a whole that giant tin of, of biscuits, nothing but that that banana cream, and I would have been happy. I would have easily paid whatever the bill was for just that. Mm-hmm. Do you like
1: banana cream pie? I I dabble in it. I'm not a big pudding
0: person. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't so much a pudding as a custard. Mm-hmm. It was just oh my god. Yeah. So overall, we we decided the place is considered great. If you're in the Boston area, if you're near Fenway, if you're looking for something tasty, some good barbecue sauce, like food, just swing by the place. The sandwiches are awesome. And you know, definitely get the desserts. That biscuit and desserts, like, doesn't matter what you get for food, just Mm. get the biscuits, get the dessert, and you're not gonna go wrong. The next place we ended up doing was PJ's Pizza in Methuen. This one was in a video review. This is one of my rare solo reviews. So, I ended up in Methuen. I grew up my whole life in Methuen, Lawrence area, and never knew about this place called PJ's. Mm -hmm. And I just started seeing a bunch of posts online on, like, the the group page and a few other places saying, oh, they make the best Italian-style meat pies. So... I go, I do my thing at the loop to, to you know, donate and what have you. And when I went over there, I ended up getting myself an eggplant sub. I noticed they had square slice pizzas. So I got those two square slices with extra provi, And I got myself a slice of the meat pie. And when I tell you I ate that bite of that meat pie, it's like not like those British small like Dwight style British pies. Mm. The Italian meat pie, a is is... Uh, it looks like a, a calzone almost and it's cut into a pizza slice and you got your dough on top dough in the bottom and you got the the, the the minced pork meat with onions spices peppers onions garlic and it is so good and cheese So good
1: can't forget the cheese
0: I took a bite and it was like the scene from Ratatouille where I just whooom, go <laughs> thrown back to my kid Like my like five, six year old kid, my dad taking me to like a little Italian like pizza shop in Common Street in Lawrence and going in and ordering a meat pie and me taking that first bite and just letting just like all the flavors just run through me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. And I just had that like loving memory of spending with my father just going to the corner store at an Italian place just for like some meat pie. And then I sit back. I'm looking around and I'm like back in this restaurant. I'm like, this is awesome. This is amazing. This is great. And there's nothing like it either. Like, I was almost in tears. It was so good. But let's just, if you haven't had these Italian meat pies, Pete, you have to try it. Like, I am willing to get it to bring it for the next interview, just so you, the next episode so you can taste it. It is, it is its own thing. Well, wow. you can. It's unmistakably like a Merrimack Valley thing that came from Italy. The eggplant was very good. It was on the smallest side, the eggplant sub, um, but the flavor was huge. The pillowy soft roll was engulfed around the eggplant parm. It was sliced very, very thin. It was tender. And the cheese, just like you said, the best kind of subs are when the cheese gets just, you know, uh, just assimilated into the bread, into the sauce. It was Mm -hmm. awesome. It was delicious. You would have liked it. And from what I've been told, they make the best veal parm sandwiches too. So I got to swing by and get those veal sandwiches. At the end of the day, like, if you're somebody who misses those old, like, 80s or 90s style pizza places... You walk in and you got like, you know, like a friendly face standing behind and you got a couple of tables, four chairs, nostalgia type of feeling. You go in there, like other than running into Doc Brown and a DeLorean, you're not going to be able to get transported back to that kind of like 90s aesthetic feel at a I do place.
1: miss those really weird feeling plastic boots. You would be
0: right. You'd fit right in. <laughs> you definitely got to go. You definitely got to go. And the last one that we're going to talk about is Dead Proof Pizza. So, I talked about how we went to the Feast of the Three Saints. Mm-hmm. And they had all these different places. I've had the Dead Proof Pizza. They're this, like, pop-up pizza place. And they'll go to different events. They'll go to different festivals. So like there is a
1: food truck or, like, a pop-up thing where they're, like, doing our tents and things? Tents, pop-up, no food truck. Okay. And they make really
0: good, like, make fresh dough, toss it in the air, thin crust, big, airy, like... Air pocket crust, you know, thin, thin dough, air mm-hmm. pocket crust. And everything is fresh. It's delicious. Because it was the 100-year anniversary of the Feast of the Three Saints, they had a special pizza called the Hunnit. And this pizza had caviar. It has gold leaf. It had uh, slices of black truffle. It had uh, a ricotta cheese that was blended with some black trumpet wild mushrooms. It had... It was... it's, It's... It, you have any, did you say it had like aged steak on it? Or was it, just... it had New York style, a New York style strip aged steak that they cut nice and thin and threw it on there, dude. It was one of the most unique pizzas I've ever eaten. It was delicious. I wouldn't say it was the best I've ever had, but it was
1: definitely one of the most memorable pizzas I've ever had. It looked pretty memorable from the, the review video. My, mm-hmm. my biggest question was, are you going back to the bathroom after you finished it? <laughs> Why? To retrieve any of the gold. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, unfortunately, no. It was not
0: enough. But, like, man, like, it was, it was delicious. And it, the great thing about it is half of that $100 that I paid for, yes, I paid for it. We don't do like donations and stuff, like don't comp food, I don't ask for stuff like that. I paid the 100. And I was especially happy to pay the 100 because 50% of that $100, $50, went straight to the Boys and Girls Club in Lawrence. So it was for a good cause. So not only did I get to try a once in a lifetime bougie pizza, but it was also very delicious and I had comfort knowing that $50 went straight to the Boys and Girls Club, people and kids in need, So other than that, Is there any specific topic we wanna talk about that you have in mind? Uh, Uh, I
1: can't think of anything.
0: Okay. We're gonna have the interview where I had with Dante. Dante and his brother Vinny were two of the people who started it. I actually worked with both of them at our current job, but at, you know, in the past. Very, very nice brothers. They're a couple brothers and, you know, this was something they've been wanting to do, so. I wanna say thank you for being able to come on. Um, Of course. wanted to you know make the time you guys have been super busy doing all these different Italian feasts throughout the New England area and I was able to go and visit you guys in one of those places have your hunted pizza which was (laughs) one of the best pizzas I've ever had I have to say that's awesome it's Uh, a good pie but yeah I want to know like what what made you guys want to get started what made you guys
3: want to you know become who you are that proof pizza so basically, this all started from my friend DJ, who owned Culture in Milford, New Hampshire. It's a bakery, um, and he had taken it over from the previous owner, um, and he wanted to make it his own, as anyone would. And uh, so my partner Matt and I, um, we own Deadproof together, along with my brother Vin. Um, we came up with this concept of proof. and basically that name came from this overproof dough to the point where it just can't be used anymore, but it was actually a really good pizza dough. Um, so we told DJ about it and we were like, Whoa, this is a really cool name. What do you think? And DJ was like, uh, I don't really know if it's going to work in Milford with the, you know, all <laughs> the demographic and just see if uh, you know, that would really click with them. So that was a pass for him. Um, so basically I like the name so much that I used it in my uh, current, you know, my other job, which is digital marketing. Uh, and basically I had a client come up to me with a pizza shop and he was just like, Hey, I want to make pizza, but I don't even know where to start with branding or a name or anything. I was like, cool. I'll, that's what I do. So I started to take dead proof and make it into the concept that you guys all know it all today as, and I gave it to him and I was like, Hey, this is the pizza concept. And he wasn't a big fan of it. Um, he wanted more of a, um, conservative look and you know, whatever. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, let me, you know, take it back and work on it. So my partner, Matt walks in and he goes, what, what is that? And I'm like, what is what? And he goes dead proof. Where is that? We need to go. And I was like, okay, um, that's nothing. I'm like, that doesn't exist. And so I told him about the client and then he's like, so this is up for grabs. And I was like, yes. And he goes, cool. We're doing it. And I was like, yeah, okay. We're. Do- what do you, I'm like, what do you mean? We're doing it. And he's just explaining like he's like pizza, we need to do pizza. He's like, it would be so sick. And um, I'm like, All right, let's let's kind of get this together and see if this is gonna work. And next thing I know, I own a pizza business with him and my brother. And um, you know, we start really bought. we start getting the tent, we start getting our ovens, we start all the process of making dead proof what it is, and you know, funny enough, our first pop up wasn't even pizza. It was toxic. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Topos? Yeah, we did the taco tour in Manchester, which is a, I highly recommend not making that your first pop-up. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so um, I would absolutely recommend doing a couple soft openings first and um, ensuring that you have everything dialed in for what you're going to be serving and not just <laughs> doing something completely different. So Well,
0: I went to the Manchester Taco Fest this year and I remember going with my wife and my kids and we stopped at your place and you guys made awesome tacos my daughter chelsea actually said it was her favorite out the whole area oh good it was good quality stuff it's delicious and you know the pizza too it's 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 like i can't all i had so as someone who's been to italy and has had italian pizza i have to say that your pizza is the closest thing i've had to like authentic italian
3: pizza oh thanks
0: man yeah i mean it like like it's just The one thing that I I hope that at some point you might make is something called like a pizza a la norma, which is specific to that region of Sicily. It's a roasted eggplant with a plum and roasted garlic sauce. And Mm. at the end, you put like fresh basil leaves and shredded ricotta salata on top. And it's delicious. I think it also has fresh mozzarella when you're cooking it in there. But either way, it's, it's something that's just specific to that area. My dad got me into it and it's a bit like my white whale to find a place that makes it like that anywhere else you guys ever make anything like that please let me know i don't care if you're all the way up in like the middle of maine i will drive (laughs) just to have that pizza because it's i got you just as good as back in italy
3: oh my god that hit me that hit me right in the heritage that sounds amazing (laughs) that sounds so good um so yeah matt is just is such a good talent, is such an amazing talent um, with his recipes and how he does things. And I have absolutely no doubt that if that's something we can do he he can accomplish it you know like absolutely not a problem so that sounds odd that sounds so good <laughs>
2: like, well, th- another
0: thing about. i want to say is how much i look up to you guys like i have a lot of like prestige and just like admiration because not many people so many people nowadays they have all these dreams they're like oh what if i can do this oh i wish i can do that and they'll like they'll have this all planned out in their heads but the hardest part is to start you got to really take that, like, first leap of faith and, you know, put everything on the line and hopefully see what happens. And you three, you, your brother Vinny and Matt, all of you, like, were so, like, had the conviction and, like, had so much just belief in your dream that you just went for it. And you guys are the whole, You're doing great. And I, I, I really, really look up to that. And I think more Thanks, people man. can see you guys as an inspiration as well. So... So how was it? Um, so you told me about how you guys started. You told me how you came up with the name, and and how you came together. How are you guys doing now? Like, wh- I'm sure that COVID must have been difficult for
3: you guys. Yeah, COVID, um, COVID was a big deciding factor of how we would run Dead Proof. Um, you know, I, 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 and thank you so much for those words. Just happy that's like I mean, that means, sincerely. That's I absolutely
0: that, do. That's, no, that's my brother. My brother loves you guys too.
3: Oh, I love Miguel. He's such a good dude. Um, please tell him I said hello. Um oh, I always do. But yeah, good, good. Um, but yeah, so it, it's a lot of work. It's I, I miss a lot of time with my family. I miss a lot of time with my friends. I, you know, uh, it's it's nonstop. But I truly, I really do love it, and I know the boys do too. And you can tell when we're out there. It's just kind of like we got it. You know what I mean? Like it's our thing, and um, you know, for us, it's just something. We, we all didn't even know at the time we wanted to do. And, and now it's just kind of starting to really come to fruition after a year and a half in business. And, um, you know, to answer your question, COVID really affected how we um, operate because we didn't want to start out with the brick and mortar. We didn't want to start looking for even a food truck, right? At that point, we needed to prove that the concept worked to ourselves and give ourselves attainable goals along the way. My mom always taught me that, you know, she was someone who was like, Having the big dream is awesome. Having the big vision is great. Getting there is the hardest part. So make sure you always give yourself attainable goals. And that always stuck with me, um, you know, since I was little. So it must have resonated somewhere. <laughs> it definitely helped me, um, you know, definitely helped me with at least my part in Dead Proof. Um, and having Vin and Matt there to just kind of keep each other grounded and keep each other on task and making, you know, keeping us all accountable for each other. Is really the biggest thing. We can always count on each other to do that, and that's that trust, that um, that uh, that aura, that I don't even know what you want to call it, that like that the force between people, right? Like whatever. The that vibes, is. your vibes, exactly. Like, just, yeah, as a, as a very strong.
0: Onlooker, the vibes are amazing, and like and like you. a good example uh, you had mentioned before was how you guys are like a band, and how each one of you have your own instrument, and how you all play to your part. And that when you all come together, you make amazing music and art. And in this case, you guys are so talented in each one of your roles, you could just hop between instruments and it still flows and sounds as amazing as it would be. And in this case, exactly. the food just comes out as amazing as always.
3: Right. And, and, and especially like on days where, you know, let's say Matt has a family thing or Vin or is traveling or I can't be there for whatever reason. You know we can fill in for each other and make sure that we give ourselves those mental health days, those days where we need a break of family, those days where we just we might not just be able to make it, maybe I'm sick, maybe you know Vin's injured, you know or something nice so happens. yeah, and actually funny story last year, um, Vin broke his rib at seafood festival it, <laughs> dude, i've this kid. Like, will never. He gets my forever respect. How anyway, did he but do like, How do you
0: break a rib at a lobster well, festival? How?
3: I'll tell you how. Um, Matt gave Vin a, like, oh, so Matt was trying to crack my brother's back. And Matt is a really big, strong dude. And he was just trying to crack Vin's back normally. And then Vin just comes off. And he's like, oh, my God, my rib. And we were just like, what happened? And he worked throughout the whole weekend. And then he worked the three saints, the fall, I'm sorry. Then he worked, uh, he worked the following weekend and then he went to the hospital and we're like, and we're like, what happened? He goes, my rib is broken. And he worked that whole time with broken. I'm I'm like, wow, dude, like you can, you can really move. So anyway, that happened. But, um, we can, uh, you know, but like I was saying before, like, you know, the, the cool thing about the three of us is we can help each other out to give ourselves those days off if we need them. Um, you know, but usually you'll catch all three of us together, so you know we love what we do, and we're very happy to be doing it together, so none of us are doing it alone.
0: Well, the nice thing is like you hear people in large companies always say that we're a family and they'll they'll like you know it's, it's 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 really not really sincere, but with you guys, you're literally a family, and you yeah. and your your relationship with Matt is like a family, so that oh, yeah, is where you guys truly live that saying through. And you treat everybody like your family, whether they are, like I said, your co-workers, even with employees, like what you did for my daughter and making her her own little pizza, even though you didn't have to. She loved it. And she's usually kind of picky with her pizza. She's kind of become a bit of a snob. And that's my fault. But She ate the whole thing. And that's a lot for a little girl. And so that that's how great your food is, man.
3: Good. That's so, the mo- what, see, what, that's the most important criticism is that the kids like it. That's the most yeah. important criticism. And they'll be honest.
0: If they don't like it, they'll be like, they'll spit it out. Yes. But she did Good. not do that with yours.
3: She couldn't we have it. We need more up. of that. I love that. We <laughs> need more of that. We need more so, of that. I love
0: that. Uh, please tell me. So right now you, you lo- I want to know what the future brings. What does the future of debt proof have? Are you looking for a brick and mortar eventually Is franchising, maybe a possibility are you going to be getting a food? Well, you said you're thinking of getting a trailer, but just, just what is your goals? You said obtainable goals. Well, I want to know what the pipeline is so far and if you can share it with the people out there and what your end goal is.
3: Of course. Um, so the next goal for us right now is um, a food trailer. So when, when any, whenever anybody sees us, we're in a tent, which is good. It gets the job done. However, it's a lot of setup. It's a lot of logistics. Yep. We are usually the first ones at an event and the last ones out because of it. Not trying to do that anymore. I'm not getting any younger. So really <laughs> what we're trying to do is get a trailer that has kind of everything that we need inside of it. Um, and we can just pull up and do things like go to a VA hospital, like 11 to 2, take a two hour break and then go to like a brewery, you know, four to whatever. Um, and be able to travel. Would you like allow that? for
0: hiring a private events? Let's say I'm having oh, like yeah. a, some type of a uh, graduation for my kid, or let's say maybe I'm doing like a small outdoor wedding at, at a, like a, a public park or something like that. And instead of having like a traditional catering, would you want would do Would you guys do private events like that?
3: Oh, we've done a bunch of them already this year. We've done uh, we've go. done wedding. We we just did this awesome wedding in Tamworth, which was so much fun with another food truck and. It was a legit, like, traditional wedding. And then next thing you know, you get out of it. And the, the bride and groom are just such down-to-earth cool people. And um, they just had us and a truck there. And people just came up and ate. And it was just an awesome time. And they wanted us to play our music and be our vibe. And it was really cool. And, um, but, yeah, to answer your question, just as we do private events, we do catering, we do all of that, the trailer would make it a lot easier to take, like, smaller events like that. Um, right now we have to have a minimum with the one tent set up, but eventually what we'd like to do um, is with the trailer, we can travel to those private events or wherever more easily um, and, and, you know, be able to do those as well as have the tent out with another team. Um, and then my personal passion project, I'm going to keep a little bit of a secret, um, but that's going to be coming uh, soon in 2024, I'm, I'm hoping. And um, it's it's going to be really cool, and I'm excited for the future of Dead Proof. I'm really excited for the future of Dead Proof, and These just how it's booked, going.
0: And I'd love to do a live stream with you when whatever that secret may be, and
3: 100%. be able to,
0: and to premiere it for the world. And you know, obviously, like you got a fan in me, you got a fan in my family, and like everybody that I've talked to who've not just e- eaten the food, but like you know, shout out to Paul Patrick who's worked with you guys, and you, That's you right. know, let others work with you. Like I've seen your posts and I'm like, oh man, I want to help. But as a father of four and having a toddler, it's hard, and a yeah. girl, it's hard for me to make the time. But pro- I promise you, if the the, the the stars align, if I'm available and you guys are working someplace and need help, I will be there.
3: I would love <laughs> that. That would be so much fun. And And I just can't like, I can't say enough about our staff. Like we've just made so many friends over the last year. Of help of people helping us out that allow us to be so much you know so much more confident in our product and they get it right they like get the vibe they get the quality and the the biggest reason for that is that we are we are very hard on being people first you know I want people to be able to approach us and you know be able to say like hey I'd like to work here but I might be only do it for a day or whatever or if I can't make it like can I get the day off you know what I mean just stuff like that and we just have so many people that want to help us out because of that. And like, they have a great time when they're working with us. We pay very well. We have, um, we just have like a really good time, which is great. Like we're trying to make sure that people aren't drowning, right? Like it's not your typical you know, you think, of the ki- you think of a kitchen or a food truck and it's just go, 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 go. And it is.
0: Restaurants but- are high impact. Like, just, yeah. there's always on the go. I had an experience working at the Coliseum restaurant.
3: Shout out to yep. my
0: friends, uh, the Tedesca's over there. And, yep. like, that was one of my first jobs. So, yeah, working in a restaurant is hard. It is one of the most grueling jobs you will ever work. And you guys, not only having, like, to have to, like you said, set up, Take everything with you. Make sure you have everything you need. I'm sure there's been situations like with me and my old band where you end up at an event and you're like, we forgot the guitars. Oh, no. And then you're just scrambling to make it work. But at the end of the day, no matter what comes your way, you find a solution, you overcome the issue, and you get out ahead. And
3: I can We've tell that that's very the security you guys solving, have. Yeah. We thank you and we 've gotten very good at problem solving but I will say like but I will say it's it's all in the name of getting better each day after right and um like i said we we just have so many people that are that do such a good job for us. We have people who are continually um you know coming back and working with us, whether it 's our buddy Shane or phil or um you know Casey and like we, we just have so many people who just love what we do, and they don't even care what the job is. they just want to come work for us and hang out and you know, we have things that people love that they were attracted to, like Boy Band Power Hour. Like, we do a whole hour of Boy Band music, right? And, and people dude, are into it. They love it. That
0: in the Feast of the Three Saints, you had Backstreet yeah. Boys in sync, y'all singing uh-huh. along. I think I saw Matt doing like the jumping thing for Bye Bye Bye. You even had like five from England. Like, who even listens to five? Like, they had one for song I a- know, but they were good. Solid.
3: For for a big dude like Matt, he he's agile. He is absolutely <laughs> agile. Um, but yeah, we just have so much fun and honestly, like we wouldn't keep doing it if we weren't having fun and we didn't think that this was something that we could continue to do. And, you know, we're just really happy for what started as this weekend passion project turned into, we have a, we have a future, you know what I mean? And, and it's really cool to be able to say that and do that and have people really reiterate the sentiment of, Hey, this, this pizza is good. Or like this cannoli was awesome. And we've had people who are from you know, places like New Haven and New York and, you know, who have visited us people like yourself that have really legitimized us and really assure us that, you know, Hey, this is legit. Cause we're, we're not, we, we were all raised tough, right? Like I was raised by a single Italian mother. So for me, like I need to hear that feedback. I, I'm, we can handle it. And we want to know this pizza sucks. We want to know if something could be better and, and that's okay. We're always getting better. There's going to be that, You know, those couple pies that just make it out there that really aren't up to standard as much as we try, you know, to make it that way. Um, You know, you guys are
0: always good at taking feedback,
3: you know, and I really appreciate that consistency.
0: Like I've almost always had amazing pizza by you, but you guys have always been open to feedback. I did give you feedback before once before and you took stride. And and again, next time I went, it was amazing. Like I've never had a bad pizza but the fact that you were open to criticism is what makes you like a lot of people get defensive, not going to say what place and what I'm talking about specifically, but I think we all know what we're talking
3: about. It's all good.
0: But you guys really do always strive for improvement to be better because there's always a room to improve and be better. And you guys want, you got that drive. You got that dog in you as some people say, you know, and I, again, (laughs) something i admire and i hope that someday Thank that you. i can get to the point where you guys are where i can make this two friends eat like my primary way of like supporting my family and following dreams. Yeah. and that's the whole point why i'm doing this i do this because i want to give people like yourselves a platform and a way to be able to share your vision share your dreams give like you know a Recognition to the people who need this, who deserve this. You know, you have all of these places who are half assing their food, all these large chains complaining about how they're not making money while the CEOs are making millions of dollars. But it's the people like you that keep the actual dream and the culinary, like, integrity of your art. It is an art alive. And so I want to make sure that you guys continue to do what you do, Give you get let as many people know about how amazing your food is and the culture that you have. And that is the type of thing that this country was built on, the American dream. And you guys are living that American dream every day. So I just wanna say thank you for keeping that dream alive, for you following your dream and giving people like myself an opportunity to taste
3: the fruits of your labor and be able to share that with everyone out there. Giuseppe I'm gonna like take that audio and make it my alarm every day so like when I wake up I'm gonna wake up to that and like I don't think I can have a bad day listening to that that was so good and thank well, you for that it's like, easy for me to say really stuff
0: that comes from the heart it really does it comes from I the agree. heart and I will be rooting for you guys every Thanks, single day every single day and for every other small business like yourselves who just had a dream and took the risk and are out there living it every
3: day I I think that more people need to do or do something for themselves, um, you know, instead of just having a job kind of dictate what they do for themselves every single day. If it's somewhere they don't want to be, you know, life's too short. You should be doing what you want to do and what you love to do. So.
0: Yeah. Make the most of it. We only live once. Right. So why, why not live it doing something you love? Well, thank you so much Dante for taking the time to be here, letting me do this interview and hopefully, like I said, I am very excited to see what the future of Debt Proof has to bring. 2024, you heard it here first. Keep an eye out on Deadproof Proof Pizza. Something's coming. And hopefully I'll be there to help make sure that everyone knows
3: about it. Thank you for you, Giuseppe. This is great. I'm really excited. And, you know, if there's anything more we can do to support you, you know, we're there. 100%.
0: You guys you guys are doing everything you can for yourselves, and I want you guys to keep that focus. But thank you so much for letting me put my Two Friends Eat sticker on there. So if anybody sees these guys, just keep an eye for that sticker. That is the Two Friends Eat seal of approval. Anywhere you go, you see that sticker. That it means that we've been there, we've eaten there, and we like the food that we had. All right. There's a QR code there. Scan it with your phone. It'll take us to our podcast where you can listen to this. It'll take you to our reviews. And you can go ahead and see the hunted pizza, $100 pizza with gold leaf, caviar, aged New York strip. This was one of the most expensive meals I've ever paid, but it was one of the best. And you guys did a great job. You ended up giving half of every pizza, that 100 pizza, to the Boys and Girls Club, which is amazing. You got to supporting local like charities and stuff like that. And that is something, again, that not many people do. And that is something that I admire as well. So yeah, keep I up mean, the good work, guys. Keep keep thinking of your community. Keep, keep following your dream. And I hope, again, to be able to have the ability to try your delicious food soon.
3: Thanks, Giuseppe. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Right. Thank you.
0: I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, all right? I'll see you around. You too,
3: brother. Take it easy. Ciao. So
0: Take at my- this point, we're just going to be, you know, we're going to move on to the last two segments. What are we eating? What are we going to eat? And then we're going to move on to letters. Is there anything recently that you've eaten or are you looking forward to trying in the future? Something you want to Well, the
1: cook? the thing that you, I think it's like almost a couple of weeks at this point now, but when you brought in those three pizza slices for me to try, it was uh, pretty memorable there. There was like what, the mashed potato pizza the was it a buffalo chicken
0: one? It was a
1: bacon chicken ranch. Bacon chicken ranch and then what was the last one? It's like
0: it was I'm trying to remember. Can, let me
1: let me look at my note here. I think and it, it should said. I should have it in there. It was a hamburger pizza. Yep, the hamburger. Um I tried all three of those. I think I went for the hamburger one first. And then I did the chicken bacon ranch, and I think I had the mashed potato, the loaded mashed potato one last. Um, that, those were all really good. The chicken, basic, uh, chicken bacon ranch was, what I liked about that one was it was nice and crisp, and the sauce was, you know, actually, like, creamy. The hamburger one had to be my second favorite, just because it was, like, actually eating a, ha- like, a hamburger itself, just, like, on, like, encasing pizza instead of bun, so that's always a bonus for me. Uh, but the loaded mashed potato was the one that I was caught off guard with. I thought that one was a lot better than I expected, and I could probably eat a whole entire pizza with just that. (laughs) Yeah, I ended up going and did a review with my friend,
0: uh, from Korea. His name is Rob, and we ended up going to that place. We had some leftover, and I wanted to make sure you got to try, like, these really unique style pizzas that are New York style. It's New York style. Um... For me, uh, recently, I ended up making those meatballs. You had them last time. So I'm working on trying to make a tiramisu. Mm. So I want to make a tiramisu to bring for the next episode. So I'm gathering all the ingredients, trying to figure out logistically, you know, how am I going to get the espresso without the espresso machine. I have a Keurig. I can get like a Bustelo's espresso-style coffee, and I can use that. Um, And I'm going to experiment a little bit. But if everything works out, by the next episode, we're going to have some homemade... Uh, tri- uh, tiramisu that I made that you can give me some uh, info on it
1: maybe I'll have to try making some more salad dressings, I made a jalapeno ranch one time and it was uh, not nearly as fattening as regular ranch <laughs> see and you know for what I've had recently to
0: eat somewhere something that I had that was pretty unique I ended up having this kind of like cream like crab cream puff it's not crab ragoon But it was like the outside of it, it was at the ramen place I went. Mm -hmm. It was like the outside was crispy like a croquette, but the inside was like a bechamel. And it had like little tiny minced pieces of crab meat. It was very, very good. It was very different. I've never had anything like it. And the flavor profile was, you know, it was unique. Mm -hmm. Definitely something I'd want to try again. I don't know how I feel about it, if it's something I want to have regularly, but... I'm, I'm curious enough to want to try it one more time.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we get on to some of those questions so we can fit
0: some of those in this episode. All right, so first, let's start with a question. This is from our friend Kayvon Tavares. It was from our uh, Two Friends Eat group. He asks, what type of cuisine is, your, in your opinion, the most
1: underrated cuisine or doesn't get the shine it deserves, and why? I, I think there's an easy one for me I, we were talking about earlier when it comes to like Middle Eastern food. I think that is severely underrepresented. I just think in terms for that it's like there's not a lot of like authentic enough, like places that are open. I don't know the really the real reason because there's a really a good reason why there's not a lot of it, but like the places that do do it usually hit like get it right on point.
0: Well, you said yourself the the Egyptian place is phenomenal and I have never really heard of a specifically Egyptian style food place. You know, and that's definitely a place that doesn't get too much recognition right
1: yeah I think the last place that had that was had Middle Eastern food that was really good was actually all the way in Amsterdam it mm. was uh, solid enough well you have a lot of people who always go to the staple stuff you
0: know there's people who will be like oh you know Italian food or you know Mexican food or even South American food in particular you know Argentinian Brazilian all this stuff but one type of food that I almost never hear about is Portuguese food you know, which is its own thing compared to Spaniard, you know, Spanish food, Mm -hmm. where they have the paellas and stuff like that. But I don't know enough about Portuguese specific food. And I think that, you know, that's definitely something that is, you should probably get more recognition. They probably have their own type of meals and dishes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, one type of food that I had that it was, again, unique and doesn't, probably get as much recognition as well uh, is Haitian food. You know? There's a lot of like chicken jerk and stuff like that that people eat. But I don't know enough and I haven't tried enough other than like a couple of dishes that some friends who are from Jamaica or Haitian sorry, Mm -hmm. Haitian food that that it was delicious but it was unique to its own. And I know there's some like you know Haitian restaurants here and there but Mm -hmm definitely doesn't get the recognition it deserves. When people think Caribbean food, it's usually Dominican or Puerto Rican food, right? And it's this type of Latin-Spanish food. Mm-hmm. But
1: Haitian, even Jamaican, not so much. We do have a guest here, mm-hmm. Dave Meowthews. <laughs> Dave Thank Meowthews. you for joining us. What's up, Dave? <laughs> Davey. For those listening, there's a beautiful fluffy cat right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, we also got actually oh, yeah, a nice letter. The we got a table, uh, a letter from a fan saying... Loving the podcast. You and Peter are a riot. Looking forward to listening to more of you in the future. Best of luck and keep up the great work. And that was from a listener named Kristen C. well
1: wow, so, Thank you very much. We yeah, appreciate thank that. Thank you.
0: We're gonna, hopefully we'll be able to do more of this and kind of give We're you guys
1: seeking to improve.
0: Yeah, and give us feedback. Rate us on on uh, all of your favorite podcast apps wherever you're listening for us from. Uh, you know, give us whatever stars you think are appropriate, and what you think, and how we can improve. We'd love to hear it, and it's gonna help us get boosted on that algorithm. <laughs> Puts us in the front page for people to give us a listen. And then the last question we have is actually from a Mr. Tom Feeney. And I worked with Tom; great person. Tom asked, "What is the worst possible topic pick of conversation to have over a meal?" Oh God.
1: <laughs> I feel like there's almost like different categories for worst oh topics. Now is this on a date? Is this like at a family meal? This is over a meal. Oh God! You can choose the uh, the situation. Like I've had, I've had dates where the
0: car meal. dude. I've been on dates where it just vomited like word vomit out from my mouth and just completely ruined the date Mm. because the topic was just either unrelatable or just just dead, dead, killed it. I think I think one of the
1: worst ones I can think of is probably talking about like. A place that does similar food that's better. Because, like, why would you want to talk about this place that's better? When you're in the middle of eating here. When you're
0: in at one place. It's like talking about your ex-girlfriend when you're on a date with someone who you're just met. God. Um, But if you're with family, let's say Thanksgiving, politics, religion. Mm. Like, those are always hot topics. But, like, it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you are. uh, The political spectrum. Just, there's no one's going to ever get along. Uh I personally think that having healthy debates, and to me, a debate isn't trying to convince someone to change their mind and be on your side. It's about trying to understand the other person's point of view. You're not going to get to a point, very rarely, where you're going to have someone change their mind specifically right there on the spot but if you are truly debating with someone and having a discussion and trying to like understand each other's point of view you'll come to a mutual understanding in the middle at least where you you know you can get where they're coming
1: from yeah i do think if we if we had to put like a number one worst topic it's got to be bowel movements (laughs) (laughs) it's the only movement that everybody has to get behind but nobody wants to talk about (laughs) or should talk about sorry Unless you're at the doctor. Oh, it's God. It's kind of crappy situation to be in.
0: <laughs> but let uh, will
1: We let those flush right down. Oh, God. As we hope they do.
0: All right, and with that, we're going to end the episode. Uh, we want to say thanks to all of our fans who are listening. Um, hopefully, next episode will be a little bit more uh, eventful, and we'll have, like, either a special guest or... We'll,
1: have a couple people lined up. We're also going to have a maybe. We'll hopefully talk about you. the downfall of Moxie and how they went immediately out of business. <laughs> we'll, we'll, We're going to get some gyros at the same place. time.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, hopefully we'll also be able to have, like, some more interesting questions from all of our fans. So I want to thank Johnny for helping us record this episode and being our producer and, you know, chiming in with his two cents every now and then, which was more than welcomed. I loved hearing about it. I want to thank Giulio Caccato, which is the uh, gentleman who makes the Two Friends Eat intro and the outro song to the podcast, um, and almost all of the uh, intros to the videos, Two Friends Eat series. And, you know, and a, th- a thanks to all of you listeners for coming in. I want to thank you, yeah, Dave Meowthews for jumping in. And, Don't get his know. name. Don't get his he name.
1: Yeah, he sorry, sorry. You've Dave Meowthews. Me- you've lost enough things today, including mm. Nutter Butters, that <laughs> you can't <laughs> watch. And Moxie. 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 There's nothing. I have nothing else to say about that
0: one. So, thanks to everyone, and I want to thanks the Moxie Soda Company for making a soda drink you that I, I appreciate. <laughs> we'll see you guys around. Thank you.